Hello, this is Ben Ashmade and welcome to this King's Place podcast. From the 5th to the 8th of October, the London Piano Festival returns to King's Place with an underlying Russian theme. Building on the incredible success of the festival's debut last year, artistic directors Charles Owen and Katya Opekasheva have brought together some of the greatest international pianists, including Nelson Gonna, Ilya Itin, Lisa Smirnova, Melvin Tan and jazz piano legend Jason Rebello. On this podcast, Ilya Itin and Nelson Gonna will tell us more about their solo recitals featuring works by some of the greatest composers of the Romantic era, such as Chopin, Schubert, Rachmaninoff and Albinez. Ilya will also perform as part of the much-anticipated two-piano marathon. He joined us first via Skype in Tokyo. Are you looking forward to being involved in this year's uh, London Piano Festival? Oh, very much so. You know, I've played a lot in, in UK and in London, but actually lately... Not so much. So I'm very much looking forward to coming back and, and playing again in London. Absolutely. How did you settle on these two piano sonatas? What are your sort of thoughts and decision processes behind curating an evening of music? I try to always to have either a connection or it's, it's a contrast or there, there is something. Also, of course, I try to play music that is close to me, that, that I feel very, very connected to myself. Of course, you know, Schubert and Rachmaninoff are composers that are very far from each other on, on one hand. On the other hand, those two particular sonatas are very special for both composers because they are somewhat unusual. They're very challenging, they're very complex, they're very big, very long. It would be very interesting to, to play them together, to juxtapose them. They're both set in the same key in D. Is it a sense of visiting the sort of same place musically, but from different directions? Uh, uh, absolutely. Well, they're in they're in 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 a, in a key of D, but one is major and one one is minor. Uh, so that that in itself is is a very different perspective, one would say, or or angle, so to speak. The treatment of those keys are are very different. So. The Schubert piano sonata, he lived a short life, but this was written towards the very end of his life. Has it got that sense of uh, a life well lived? I think what you said it right. The last movement of that sonata is really my favourite. I will uh, confess to you that one of the reasons I love that sonata is actually because of the last movement. It has a very innocent, almost childlike quality. It has a beautiful tune, it repeats many, many times as... Schubert often does, and at the end, it, it has this sense of disappearing into a thin air, and and the effect is quite magical. You know, music, uh, and especially great music, uh, has so many layers, so many meanings. All it's a journey that can be perceived on, on many many levels, and 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 of course, composer creates a world, creates a certain uh, universe.
let's move to the the Rachmaninoff again maybe a, a sense of historical context I mean this was written or completed in 1908 1905 was the, the first Russian revolution do you think that had an impact on the work as you as you said uh, there there was a big crisis in Russia and uh, no, 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 no doubt that, that it had certain effects and and so so the, so the music the quality of this music is uh, it's, it's very dark, it's very troubled, I would say. Speaking of Rachmaninoff, he was usually very reticent about sort of sources of, of his inspiration, although in this particular case, the original idea of the sonata was, in, it was, it was inspired by Goethe, by Faust. So the, the, the history of Faust and Mephistopheles and, you know, selling uh, the soul to the, to the devil, etc., etc., but then, for some reason, Rachmaninoff rejected that. I mean, he didn't reject the idea, but he didn't title that sonata. He didn't make it programmatic, as, as we say. And I think for good reason, because even though one, one, of course, might find certain demonic qualities in the piece or also sense of a conflict and sense of searching and doubts and all, all those qualities that we attribute, the, the, the music itself is also very, very Russian. In all of Rachmaninoff's music, there is a sense of losing ground, so to speak, and, and, and maybe end of a certain era. There, there are always this, there's a certain sort of nostalgia in, in Rachmaninoff music, and one always think about it, oh yes, because he left Russia, but of course it happened it, 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 it happened many years um, after writing the sonata. Could I ask you um, also about the two piano marathon on the Saturday? You're going to be involved in playing some Mozart and Shostakovich. Mm, Shostakovich I played long, long time ago whenever I was in school, in my younger days. Mozart I've never played, uh, but I always very, very much wanted to play, so... I really welcome the opportunity to do it. And, and of course, it's also, I think, fun for, for people to watch the exchange. Yes, it's, in a way, it's uh, more entertaining, I'm, I'm sure. The more action there is on stage, the more entertaining it is, absolutely. You're always traveling. I mean, wh where do you call home? Oh, it's a good question. Uh, I, I, I always uh, say that I live in New York and I work everywhere else. Uh, last couple of years, to answer that question, I would say that I live in New York and I work in Tokyo, so it's a long commute. But at the end of the day, when you're in front of the piano, I mean, that must be a sense of home as well. Yeah, absolutely. I actually feel very much at home wherever, uh, wherever I make music. Next on the phone, Nelson Garner. Are you looking forward to being part of this year's London Piano Festival? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, it's, it's my first time there, so I'm really looking forward. And uh, this program that I have for that evening is something that uh, I'm really very keen on playing these days. It's, it's something uh, I've been living <laughs> with for, for quite a while now. How do you decide on, on a program? What's the decision making? You can be lost in all kinds of considerations, let's say, of intellectual order, emotional Ultimately, I think what is the most important is what you really want to play more than anything else in that period of your life. This is what is um, motivating the decision, why you take Albanese rather than Granados or Chopin rather than Schumann. It is only that and mainly that. I get the impression that there's a very distinct part one 
and part two contrasting yet different how would you describe it yeah you could see this um, exactly as you describe it uh, in two parts that are contrasting two islands one uh, with chopin as uh, the only composer and the other relate to spain i i would describe that uh, this program is uh, of course of music written by great pianist composers, music that is uh, magnificently written for the piano, however different these languages are. The nocturnes that start the the evening, literally, it's a, a picture of a night scene. So, what's your thoughts on the nocturne? Well, I think that uh, the Chopin nocturnes uh, is a wonderful start to any program. It uh, sets the mood uh, in a concert, and uh, they are all so different and so wonderful, so original. I think that for when I'm in the audience and the pianist starts the evening with Chopin Nocturnes, if they are really played the way I imagine they should go, then it's, it's, only, it's, a, it's a dream, it's, it's, it's fantastic. The pianist is immediately tell, telling a story, and that's a wonderful thing. Moving to the piano sonata, the concert then goes to somewhere very technically challenging. In a way, yes, of course, the, the sonata is a, is a very complex piece of music in an architectural sense in every respect in uh, of course in harmonic and, and pianistic sense obviously it is so but the the third movement is a wonderful nocturne as well there is uh, there a link to what the the audience would have heard before so we leave we we rest we come back then we are on a journey with uh, Albanese with Albanese and and these pieces it's fr- it's as far as you can go in regards to impressionism, his music is uh, in, in the pianistic language. It, it is really as a big sunshine entering through the window. It's, it's really a music that uh, is not only impressionistic, but is uh, is incredibly colorful to such an extent that Albenis is, is a composer that uh, never economic in using. The, the resources of the keyboard. It, it could be related to, to a picture as for color, because it is very colorful music, but in a very different way as really impressionistic composers, I would say. Moving on to the last piece, the Rhapsody Espanol. How does this differ to the Albanese? Maybe the idea of sunshine, of, of, of summer days, of maybe less notes, I suppose? No, no, there are many <laughs> really virtuoso pieces that are the most taxing for, for a performer to play. You need uh, really a lot of stamina, a lot of uh, energy to bring the pieces to its climaxes in a convincing way, um, in the way that, that least imagine. But it's, it's of course different uh, to Albanese because uh, Albanese, although he, he was always inspired by folk music, you wouldn't find or you, you would rarely found uh, something that is uh, evidently related to that as a, something he's quoting. Uh, Spaniel is like a big paraphrase on Spanish themes. So he obviously takes themes uh, that are not his own 
and uh, he makes it, uh, he, he puts them together uh, in a magnificent way, in a brilliant way. The audience itself must be important. There's an exchange between you and the audience when the concert goes well. Yeah, well, uh, I think that for every artist, um, it is so important what, not only what we give, but we receive a lot from an audience. When there is the real silence that people is, uh, and uh, this is immediately perceivable, and then uh, is something hanging in the air and uh, um, it's, it's terribly inspiring. It makes you go to the, I would say, to the layers within yourself. Again, I would say a wonderful, the, the, the audience is a wonderful source of inspiration. Nelson Gonner performs in a programme entitled The Great Romantics on Friday the 6th of October and Ilya Itin performs Sonatas in D and also as part of the Two Piano Marathon, both performances on Saturday the 7th of October in King's Places Hall 1. For more details about the whole programme of this year's London Piano Festival, please visit kingsplace.co.uk forward slash LPF. You've been listening to a King's Place podcast. You can find and follow us on Twitter at King's Place, Instagram at King's Place London and Facebook forward slash King's Place. Thanks for listening.